The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. I'm your host, Greg Knowlton, and this is a brand new NHL show here on the network, brought to you by the Podcast Precinct. I am super excited to be bringing this show to you. Um, you may recognize me from the panel discussion or Squad Wipe Gaming on the network. Um, that may be what brought you here, and you may not have realized this is about hockey's and hockey and thought it was about zebras. Uh, I'm sorry, but yeah, I wanted to do a new podcast because I wasn't doing enough already. Um, and bring it back to my first love. You may, if you know me, you know I love wrestling. You know I love comic books. You know I love superheroes and, and Dungeons and Dragons. But the first thing I ever like was passionate about was hockey. I spent so much time in a rink as a kid. I think I spent more time in a hockey rink as a kid than I did in my house. Um, my both my older brothers played hockey. Uh, so shades on squad wipe. And then I started skating when I was about two or three years old and then was on teams from there on out. And at any time I was on two to three teams, whether it be house, whether it be travel, whether it be select from the house team, sometimes all three, I, I couldn't just stay still. I had to be playing the sport at all times. Um, I, I just remember so much about the ranks if you've never like played hockey, um, you may not be able to appreciate this, but the smell of ice in the morning or even late at night, like for late night pickup, just the smell of an ice rink is just so special. There's just something about it I'll always have like a special memory with. Um, it's one of the reasons I love, you know, snack bar food is I go to the snack bar, grab my, my pretzel after a game and watch my older brother play. Um, and, you know, and I, I went in smelling great and then I smelled awful because my equipment was never washed because it's good luck not to wash your equipment. Don't let anyone tell you differently. Never wash your equipment. But, but yeah, it's a sport that's been ingrained in me. I, I'm a defenseman. Um, I'm a big guy. If you've met me, I wasn't always a big guy. But where I got tough was fighting alongside of the boards, moving people out of the front of my net, and making sure the other team didn't just skate up in the middle of the ice with their heads down. That was my job. Eventually, I took on center to make sure my guys weren't getting clipped in the other team's end. And to make sure when the puck went behind the net, I was the one who got it out and got it in front of our net or in front of their net to score. I, uh, even talking about it, I, like, I miss playing a lot. Um, I, I love hockey so much. It's just it's the thing that I always come back to it. Uh, but I played, I played hockey straight into high school. Um, my freshman year, I played for the Canisius Crusaders. I loved it. Um, but when I switched high schools, they didn't have a hockey team anymore. Um, so I stopped playing hockey. And I started playing pickup here and there, but never really on a team. Um, but it's always been a part of my life. It's just not something I pursued competitively. I wish I would have played in college. I'm not going to lie. But, uh, but I love it. I love hockey and that's why I have this show here. 
the older uh, I'm getting and the closer I'm getting to uh, having my son, if you if you listen to my other podcast, you know I'm about to have a kid soon. I was like, man, I can't I can't imagine a world where I raise my son without hockey in his life. So so I decided to pull this this show off, and it was just serendipitous that as I got the equipment together and as I was ready to do this show, hockey's back. And I'm super excited. At the time of recording this, uh, it's Monday, but the time of release, hockey will be starting tonight at 4 o'clock Eastern time. We're going to have the NHL back. Uh, and going through this quarantine time, it's been insane not to have sports. And all the sports are coming back at once, but this is the one I've been itching for. And even though I didn't watch a ton of it when it was on TV last season, now that I've missed it and didn't have the opportunity to watch it, I'm like, man, I'm so glad it's back. I can't wait. I can't wait to dive back in. Um, this is, it, it's just a sport that, that I don't, that none of the other sports are like it. And, and everyone will say that. Everyone, football fans will say it. Uh, football, soccer fans will say it about soccer. It's the beautiful game. You know, this is the greatest show is how they're marketing hockey. I, there's just not a sport where you see as much finesse and grit all at the same time. It's hockey. So enough of me babbling. Um, this is a hockey show. I am so excited. I'm going to say it a hundred times, but there's a ton of news in the NHL right now. Uh, and the first big thing I immediately want to give, um, put a memoriam for Eddie Shack, the entertainer. He is, he died at 83 um, this past week, this past weekend. And if you know Eddie Shack, he's from the 60s. Um, he was a Toronto Maple Leaf mainly, but he also played for the Kings. If you're from Western New York like me, he was a Buffalo Sabre for two years or for two seasons. Um, and he was also a Ranger for a few seasons as well. But he was mainly a Leaf. Uh, Eddie was known, if you look at old pictures of him, there was a point where he was super clean cut, looked like a Marine, flat top, buzz cut. And then something changed, and the entertainer came out, and he had this huge, awesome mustache, long hair, and a, a crazy cowboy hat. And he, he's the only person I know, like one of the only hockey players I know that has his own song about him <laughs> that is strictly about Here Comes Eddie Shack. Um, and, yeah, he, he was an incredible player. Uh, you know, for, for the time he was in, he played 1,000 games, 1,047 games, he had 239 goals and 226 assists. But on top of that, uh, he also played two years for the Penguins. I apologize. But people know him for his personality. And even after he stopped playing hockey, um, he was still heavily involved in the, the Toronto culture. People knew who he was by the iconic mustache and hat. His personality was infectious. Um, and he's just, it's just really sad to see him go. Um, but you know, my best wishes to him and his family. And the other thing I will say is, so he has been, he won four cups with the Toronto Maple Leafs. And the last cup the Maple Leafs won was in 67 and Eddie was on that team. So I, I think it would be awesome. And I'll talk more about this. I'll say it again later, but I think this would be a really cool year. And I know this sounds painful as a Buffalo guy, so I'm, I'm a fan of the Sabres. I'm a fan of the Devils. Don't expect me to only talk about them on this show. Don't expect me to um, 
say other teams suck just because they're rivals with those teams. I have heavy biases in hockey. I really do. Um, you'll see that. I'm not going to hide my biases, but regardless of bias, talent is talent. And I would love to see the Maple Leafs win this year. I think it would be serendipitous if, you know, Eddie passing, they do this one for Eddie. I think that'd be pretty cool. Um, and I think they have the crew to do it. But, but yeah, so so that's our, our memoriam to Eddie. Um, go check out his song if you're you're interested. He actually has like a it's like a it's from the '60s, but it's like old school swing song. And I never heard it before. And I I listened to it today while I was prepping for the episode, and I just found it super interesting. But it like gave you an idea of who this guy was that someone made out and made that song about him. But on to other news, um, we have. Some interesting news from the Coyotes. Arizona's had an incredible season, um, which I don't know, remember the last time you could say that. I don't remember the last time you could talk about the Coyotes and be excited for them. I think like they had a few good seasons in the 90s, but it was never like they were top dogs. And this is the year that they look great. Um, their general manager did made some great moves during the offseason, great moves during the season. And then uh, John Chaka, if I pronounce his name wrong, I'm sorry, uh, quit, just up and quit in the middle of all this. Um, and so here's the other thing. I wouldn't mind seeing the Coyotes win the cup just to rub it in his face. What an idiot. You know, you, you have a team that's been – a franchise that's been struggling for a while, and they finally have a killer year. They finally look like they have a shot at the cup, like there's a chance they can go all the way, and you quit. And uh, there's not really much – reason why we haven't um there's been nothing reported to say why he left but he did so steve sullivan is the interim general manager during all of this um i'm interested to see if it affects any of the play if it affects the team's um dynamic at all i i don't i don't see it affecting too much on the ice um it may affect some of the decisions come this off season but right now I feel like the team is pretty solid. It's pretty strong. Um, unless there's there's more going on with the general man managers in the bubble than I know, um, then 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 it might affect them. But I don't I don't see it affecting them too much. Um, with that said, the bubble. So players started arriving in the bubble on the 26th, um, and was it Max Domi was set not to play at one point um, because he has type one diabetes. And the doctors told them the bubble for NHL is the safest place you can be right now. Go play. The what they're doing, the precautions they have there are safer than anywhere else you can be um, if you try to stay home. So they actually sent him to Edmonton. Um, I believe that's where his site is. Um, but he sent they sent him to one of the bubble cities, and that's so he's set to play. Um, it's pretty crazy to think about that, but. And that's like the culture we live in where we have these these 24 teams stuck in bubble cities, literally just kind of living these like quarantine lives just so they could play this sport. Um, and it's awesome that they're committed enough to do this. I will say I was expecting a much bigger opt-out list. Um, when they released the final opt-out list, I was expecting probably – five players a team in reality. Um, that may seem like, like a lot, but I just, with how serious this is being presented, 
I figured a lot of players would be like, well, I'd rather not risk it. And I get it. Like if your team wins the cup uh, and you stay home, it's, it's silly, but ultimately, you know, family first and then sport uh, is how I, you would think people would think, but um, these guys, like I said, it's the safest place they can be right now. And they know they'd be spending this time away from their family on the road anyway. So they are willing to, to knuckle down and, do what they have to do so they can play the sport they love and also bring sports back to us. Like I, I can't say enough how cool it is, you know, tomorrow at four o'clock or today at four o'clock, um, right away, we're getting three games on, on Friday or on Tuesday. Well, it's Monday. Don't, don't mind me. Um, yeah, right away on, on Tuesday, we're getting three games, flyers in Pittsburgh right off the bat. Now, here's where my biases come in. I don't like either of those teams. Uh, I don't know why, and I, but I will I'll watch them. Both teams are incredibly talented. I'll never take that away from them. Um, I just have always had this, like, especially Philly more than Pittsburgh, this, like, disdain for. And some of my close friends are, are Philly fans. Um, friend of the show, Big Cat Lemmer, loves Philly with all his heart. And... He's the nicest guy in the world, but I will pick on him to my dying breath um, because I can. And because that's what makes hockey fun is that trash talk. Um, you know, hockey is the only sport where you can watch two guys punch each other in the face and then hug after they get off the ice. Like, it's just it's just how it is. Like, trash talk is part of the game. Um, but, yeah, so, so the opt-out list is not huge. It is uh, Travis Hamonic from Calgary. Mike Green from Edmonton, Stephen Kampfer from Boston, Carl Alsner from Montreal, Sven Batshi from Vancouver, Roman Pollock from Dallas, and the only, oh, Zach um, Trotman from Pittsburgh is actually only opting out because his wife is pregnant. So he did have to, to step down um, family first on that. He wanted to. He wouldn't have been able to probably get away from it um, if his wife went into labor. I think she's pretty far along. So, so that's a respectful decision, I think, on his end. Um, and then the only coach, his assistant coach Mike Kitch, uh, has chosen not to be a part of this series either. Um, he has opted out. I kind of find it interesting when a coach drops out. Um, what? Like, where, where do they step in? Where do they pull from? Um, I, I don't really know. Like, again, coaching does affect the play. Um, I, I truly believe that, you know, a good coach changes it. But I think this far in the game as well, the head coach knows what's up. Um, and the team is ready to play. The team knows what they're doing. Um they are they've been drilling together for a little bit now back on the ice and and, and maybe i could be completely wrong because this time off could have changed so much i don't know this time off could have changed a lot and uh the panthers losing assistant and their assistant coach could change a lot of the game but i i don't know i i don't know how much it'll affect how the players play um if there's someone still on the bench that knows what they're doing that knows um, how to motivate these guys. I don't know how much the assistant coach will affect it. But I, again, I don't want to not give credit to that role either and say, oh, our assistant coach doesn't do anything. They do. They do a lot. 
Um, they definitely are great at analyzing how the other teams play uh, alongside the head coach. It's great to have a second set of eyes out there, but I just, I just feel like they have a plan for this um, and that he still might be in communication with the team in some way too. Like he may be still watching the games and, and talking to the coach. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know for sure. But, yeah, Mike Kitchen um, has opted out. He's the only coach, only coach to opt out, which is pretty interesting to me. Uh, the only other one we have is Hedman from Tampa Bay is actually only um, missing the exhibition. I believe his wife is also pregnant uh, or he had a family issue. He had something going on. Uh, but he will be back for the qualifiers. So they are going to allow him to come in and, um, and come in a little late quarantine and be ready for the qualifiers. So I think that's pretty cool. The the last player too, um, so we do have the full the full rosters for all the teams. And one of the people that was in question was Crosby for Pittsburgh. For a while, we didn't know if Crosby was going to play. Um, he was practicing before the team got on the ice and after they got off, but not with them. Um, but his name has been listed on the final roster. So, so Pittsburgh does have Sidney Crosby back. Um, that's a big thing for them. He's, even when he's not playing well, I think he's just a presence on the ice. He is, um, someone that they know as long as he's there can make something happen, uh, at the drop of a hat. He could have a terrible game and, and turn it on and make one big play that'll change everything. Um, you know, I know a lot of people don't like his attitude sometimes, but, He's a heck of a player, and whenever you're missing a piece of your team that, you know, he's been the captain of their team for so long now, he's been an inaugural piece um, of the Penguins since he's he's been drafted. Like, since the year he's been drafted, when you say, okay, who do you think of when you think Pittsburgh? Crosby is one of the top guys you think of, even with the greats like Mario Lemieux, um, who have come out of there. You know, he's he's definitely cemented himself and he's synonymous with the Penguins name. So to be short him going into the playoffs um, definitely could have affected play quite a bit. And I'm curious to see if he sticks. There's a chance, you know, um, whatever he was dealing with may may come back. They are not allowed to reveal um, as part of what's going on with with the bubble, they're not allowed to reveal the nature of players' injuries or why they're out um, for the most part because they don't want to cause any panic. And I get that. I get that a lot, especially right now. Um, there's still part of me, and I still I still think there's a lot of uh, other people that are questioning whether we still get these games tomorrow. Um, and why do I say that? Well, with MLB... The MLB just had a massive outbreak, um, and a bunch of their players got the coronavirus. Uh, even though though they are being very careful, they're, they're doing the bubble similarly. Um, they're playing in specific bubble cities. Um, they still have players catching it. So the fear is, like, if it gets that bad with the MLB, are they going to tell NHL, look, you can't do it? Um, there's, there's too much risk. These other sports tried it and didn't work. Will, you know, will NBA and NHL get shut down before they even get started because of these other sports feeling? And I don't know. I, I really don't know at this time. Um, it would stink, I think, um, because they took so many more precautions to do this. 
I think because they are not stateside, that does change the game a little bit. Because um, I think ultimately that would be a, a, a call from Canada, I think. I, th I don't know. I don't know how that would work um, politically, if you will, if that would be that call would come from like, okay, Canadian government said we can't play. That's an NHL call overall. That's a little bit of both. Uh, I don't know if the states do have a say in that because they're over the border. Uh, but I'd be interested to, to find out, but I don't want to find out at all. I'd rather them just get to play. Um, I'd rather everyone stay healthy. And like I said, they're saying that this is the healthiest way you can do it. Apparently MLB did something different or maybe they're just wrong. Um, but people did get it, but you know, again, it has been so crazy. Um, we just, we went a whole, was it four months without sports, almost five, um, where stuff just got shut down and it's nice to have some normalcy to know like tomorrow I can turn on the network. I can watch some hockey. Um, you know, there's not going to be fans, which will be really weird. And I, I'm interested to hear, see if the view is doing with crowd noise. Um, if, you know, the goal horn is going to include all the fans, but who knows? <laughs> who knows? Um, I like it. It's weird, but I like it at the same time. As long as it's the right audio, it could sound super cheesy. And I, I really don't know. Um, it, I don't know how this is going to affect gameplay either. I was really thinking about this. Obviously, for one, fans feed off the, or uh, players feed off the crowd. Fights turn games because the crowd gets behind the players. The players fire up. You know, when players score a goal and they jump to the boards and they see the fans screaming and hollering, it, it definitely changes momentum. Um, and with this, we're going to have a totally neutral series. There's no, there's no home field advantage. There's no home ice advantage. There's no, you know, fans screaming in the background. There's nothing really to hype you up. This is going to be all about grit, staying out of your own head and playing hard. And I think that'll really, I think that will say a lot for the team that wins this year. I think um, the team that's able to, you know, grit their teeth and really bust their butts every game, despite the crowd, despite, um, you know, every all the factors, will truly be, you know, the team that deserved the cup this year. I think it's very, it's going to be very difficult for anybody. Um, I think, you know, I feel like two game deficits, you're, it's going to be so hard to come back. You know, usually that's where teams turn around is when the cup, um, when they're away for a few games and they get behind and then they come home and they get that fire lit under their bellies and they're able to turn those two to one or two to nothing or three to one um, series around and, and come back and maybe bring it to seven games um, with the qualifiers. It's only five, but, but still, just the crowd plays a huge factor in momentum that I don't think people even realize um, or players will even realize how much they rely on them until they're gone. And, and I think that'll be very interesting in this series. The other thing um, with coronavirus, if I pause, it's because I'm the only person talking and I need to breathe. And I also don't want to be just talking super fast for, you know, 35 minutes. Um, or whatever like this ends up being. But the other thing um, that I was really thinking about is does the virus affect how guys play? 
And with that, I mean, like, are we going to see less body? Are we going to see when the puck goes into the corners, are guys going to be a little more hesitant to go in there and dig, get head-to-head? Um, are they going to discourage that as a league? Or is it going to be just the same? You know, when, when people line up for face-offs, are they going to cheat away from each other a little bit? Or are they still going to be up in each other's faces? Um, I don't know. I, I really don't know. Um, I think there will be part of that in the back of guys' heads sometimes, but I also think that um, with the gravity of these games, that the exhibition games are going to help them get that out of their system and figure out how they can play, um, figure out what where they can take it, get used to not having a crowd, um, and, and really take the games to the next level and uh, whatever that looks like for them. I'm really, again, I'm really not sure. I'm not sure how this will affect anything. Um, and I think any podcast you listen to that, they're going to say the same thing. Um, any sport, too. I bet you two points saying the same thing. We don't, They don't know how this is all going to affect player football. Uh, we've never had to deal with anything like this in our lifetimes. So especially affecting sports like this. So it's so, so interesting. Uh, and it's, it's going to be fun to watch. I, I don't know why. But I feel like, to me, it's going to be less a professional sport and more like pond hockey, which you might see guys having a little more fun. Um, that pressure coming off guys might make other guys shine more. Not having your crowd may other, may other help, might help guys get out of their heads. It might help guys um, just feel like they're out playing with their friends, have a good time, open up and really be able to focus on play and not second-guess every decision, you might see some young guys do really well because of this environment. Um, it, it could. It could it could open up some of these guys into being completely different players. Um, you could see team chemistry increase because they're just having a good time. Uh, I do think, you know, with the lack of crowd noise, I hope there's not too many mics on the ice because I feel like you'll be able to hear the cussing way clearer I feel <laughs> everything echoes on the ice. When you shout, uh, yeah, it's heard. It's heard. I've said things I wasn't supposed to say before, and, like, my mom's heard me in the stands when I was a kid. It's it's just so easy without, you know, all of those seats filled that someone's going to miss a puck and drop an F-bomb, and you're going to hear it on live television. Uh, and it's going to be subtle enough that they might not catch it to bleep it, or you might hear the random bleep. Who knows? But, yeah, it's it's going to be a totally different experience watching these games um the other thing i will say is i don't think we will get as many fights because you know you you might guys getting chippy out there but a lot of the reason they do fight is to rile up the fans um we we will have fights still it's hockey um unless they break them up quicker because of coronavirus and they don't want guys you know face to face like that wrestling um so they may break up the fights a little quicker that is a possibility, but I think in general you'll have less fights start um, until later in the series, if anything. Like the qualifiers might be a little more calm, um, minus like game fours and stuff, or game fours and fives. But but otherwise, um, I don't think you'll really see any of that if they allow it until later in the series, like to- closer to the cup um, when the actual playoffs really kick off. But with that said, the, the last thing I want to look at is the matchups. Um, I have a list of matchups here for all of the games. Um, 
it is going to be a totally different thing. Like many of you know, if you're listening to this and you like hockey, you probably already are aware of what's going on. But because the season ending early, 24 teams, 24 out of the 32, well, 31 teams are in the qualifiers. Um, as a guy from Buffalo, Sabres didn't make it. Imagine that. <laughs> this season just wasn't great for us. Um, that, I don't want to go too much into it. You know, if you want to hear a lot about Sabres, uh, Sabre Spot podcast on the network, that's what they, that's their jam. They, um, they talk the history about the Buffalo Sabres. They talk about their current team. Um, anything you want to know, um, they talk about. It. So go check them out, Sabres Spot on the network. Uh, otherwise, yeah, it, it just it does sink. Uh, the Devils didn't make it in either, so both of my teams are sitting out. So I'm a free agent bandwagoner. Uh, whoever I decide to pick this year uh, gets my undying affection and fanship until they get knocked out. Fanship is a word now. Uh, until they get knocked out, and then I'll pick someone else. <laughs> because that's how it is. Before I get into the matchups, because I'm a doofus, um, Seattle Kraken. I almost forgot. This is a huge piece of news. Seattle Kraken, that's the name. I love it. I love it so much. Um, there was a couple other names floating around. They thought about going back with the Metropolitans. Um, I, I like the Metros, but I don't know. I, I feel like it's an old name. It is. It doesn't feel like a current team. Um, you know, they, they mentioned the Totems. They mentioned the Sea Lions, um, the Aviators, which I didn't hate. But then we'd have another Avs, which would get confusing. Um, so I love the Kraken. I will say I saw some concept logos I like more than the current, where the S was like tentacles wrapped around the needle, um, and there was green in the logos. Maybe Not even Heart for Whalers green, but like a little closer to a neon, like the Seahawks. Uh, and I liked that a lot. I do love the new uniforms. They grew on me. The more and more I looked at them, I was like, okay. I, I don't love the color scheme. Like the, I, I just I would like green over the red. Um, but it still looks sharp. It's a really unique jersey. Uh, I like it way better than you know some of the other jerseys we've gotten in the future. I love the Golden Knights logo for whatever reason it grew on me as well. But you know I don't love the the red and gold on the sleeves. I think it, it's a little too much. Um, but I think the Kraken did a good job with it. I can't wait to see thirds. Um, I'm still waiting on the Vegas thirds. They were supposed to come out this summer, but I got pushed back. I think with everything going on. But I can't wait to see um, what this team looks like. I will be covering the draft, um, the, fran the new franchise expansion draft, uh, very closely. I'm going to keep an eye out to see what, who they pick up. Um, there's been so many rumors and some of the names like TJ Oshie got dropped. And I was like, no way. No way they're going to you know, try to stack this team right away and try to make another playoff team. It's a possibility, though. But, again, who knows? Um, who knows especially what even the next season will look like. They won't be around most likely till 21-22 now. Originally, they were supposed to be in the 2020-21 um, season, but it does look like that's been pushed back. But I, but I'm excited for Seattle. I think it's cool. Um, you know, I loved when we expanded into Vegas. I loved when we expanded Winnipeg. I know a lot of people want to see the Nordiques, and it, it's still an opportunity. Uh, Quebec's just so far away. I don't think people realize like how hard Quebec is to access. Um, and I, I, I think people want to have Quebec come back and I think it's a chance. There's a chance. There's a chance we'll get another Canadian team. Um, cause we, we do have a lot of American teams right now, but 
But for right now, like I think Seattle was a cool, good expansion choice. Um, Seattle's had a lot of hockey around it. It's not just a random pick. It's not, you know, another California or Florida team. Um, Seattle, Seattle is good history, and I think it's gonna have a good hockey town. Um, just the amount of fan response I've seen to them getting this team has been huge. Um, so I think it was the right choice, and and we'll see. We'll see if they're. I'm right on that. Um, once the team comes out, we'll see as jersey sales come out, uh, things like that. But but we still have some time on that. I just wanted to touch on the the addition of that team because it's awesome. It's they're they're not going to be in a game until NHL 22 most likely. But but it's cool to have another team around um, and another team to root for. We've had a lot of expansion in the last few years. Uh, I'm still fingers crossed for California Golden Seals um, with the original teal jerseys, but that's just me. <laughs> Otherwise, otherwise, let's look here. At the qualifier matchups for the NHL. In the Eastern Conference, we have... Pittsburgh going off against uh, Montreal. Pittsburgh's going into this 40 and 23 and 6. Montreal's 31, 31 and 9. Um, I think this is Pittsburgh's. I do, especially with Crosby back. I think Pittsburgh takes it 3 to 1, um, the series. I think, you know, they, they get one game out of this. Um, Montreal will get a game out of this, but, but I think. You know, this is Pittsburgh's all day long. Uh, let's see. Carolina Hurricanes and the Rangers. This is a much more even matchup. Um, Carolina is 38-25-5. The Rangers are 37-28-5. I don't know. I don't know who, who wins this. I, th I think this is a five-game series. I could be wrong. Um... But you know what? This is where my bias might come into play, and I'm going to go with um, the Rangers on this. I am going to go with New York on this uh, and have them come out on top of the Hurricanes. Um, I think this is going to be one of my predictions that I'm actually wrong on. But, uh, you know, I just I know the Rangers. Uh, Lundqvist is a great goalie and turns it on when he needs to. Um and, and Carolina has some crazy games this year. They won a game with a Zamboni driver. Um, but but I think I'm, I'm still going to give it to New York. The Islanders versus the Panthers. Uh, the Islanders are 35, 23, and 10. The Panthers are 35, 26, and 8. I, I give this one to the Panthers. Like I was talking earlier, I think the Panthers are doing something different. I think they finally have a fire under their butt. And I actually think, um, you know, the GM leaving is going to just drive them and be like, let's prove him, show him that he's an idiot. Let's go, let's go win this and go, hey, you could have been a Stanley Cup GM, but you left. So, so I give, I give advantage here to Florida. Um, hmm. I, it's a three to one series in my opinion. Yeah, three to one series. Maple Leafs, Blue Jackets. Um, Maple Leafs all the way. I again, it's so hard for me to say this as a Buffalo fan, but um, the Maple Leafs are just studs right now. They they're just such a good team. 
Austin Matthews getting added to that team was just so good for them. Um, and again, I would love to see them win. The fact that Canada hasn't won a cup in I don't even know how many years. I actually forget the number. Uh, it's insane, though. It's insane. Could you imagine if the NFL fused with the CFL and then for 20 years the Super Bowl didn't touch an NFL or a National Football League team? Yeah, it was all CFL teams. It was all Canadian teams winning the Super Bowl. Wouldn't that be nuts? So for the NHL, and I know we're, it's predominantly American teams. I do know that. But, you know, for a sport that is often like considered quote unquote like Canada's pastime, the way baseball is considered America's pastime. It's crazy to think they haven't brought a cup home in forever. Um, so so I'm rooting for Toronto a little bit. They're they're currently my pick this year to win it all. Um, that's so painful saying that, but I'm gonna be cheering for them. But I just think they're they're a great team. There's so much young talent on it. Um, and they do deserve it. They really do. And again, doing it for Eddie. I think that's a great motivation uh, and just a really cool honor to his legacy. Edmonton Oilers versus the Chicago Blackhawks. Um, Edmonton is going into this 37, 25, and 9. Chicago is 32, 30, and 8. Chicago is a playoff team. Chicago won with, uh, in, our, in the last decade or so, they've won three Stanley Cups. Now, with coaching changes and everything, um, it's been different. It's been a different game, but they still have Kane. They still have Taves. Um, they still have a team that is very good and very young. And then you do have Connor McDavid on the Oilers, who is – he's the X factor. He, he can – again, like I was saying with Crosby earlier, uh, McDavid can turn whole games around. So there's a chance that – I, this is a this is a this is a toss up for me. I think this is a five game qualifier, but I think Edmonton takes it. I think Edmonton takes it. Um, I wouldn't hate seeing it be like Edmonton Toronto in the finals. The more and more I think about it, but yeah, I think Edmonton wins this um, against Chicago. Predators versus Arizona. Oh, did I mix this up really? No, I didn't. Um, I did. I was talking Panthers, and I meant to talk Arizona, I think. I was talking about the GM. Don't mind me. I did. Panthers. I don't give that uh, advantage Panthers anymore because I'm stupid. <laughs> I give advantage the Islanders on that one. Um, I mixed up my teams with wild animals. Um, don't mind me. Yeah, I... Uh, so Predators, Coyotes, I give advantage Coyotes on this. I love the Nashville Predators. I think they are a tough team. I think they're a great defensive team. Uh, but I think, you know, the 35-26-8 and eight Predators versus the 33-29-8 and eight Coyotes, I think Coyotes have a little more to play for here. Um, and without the fans in your corner, I think having that is huge. So, so I think Arizona takes this. Um, yeah, I, I really do. I'm going to give advantage Arizona. Um, Canucks versus the Wild. Canucks are 36, 27, and 6. Minnesota is 35, 27, and 7. Um, I think Canucks win this, but I want the Wild to. I haven't, you know, the Wild's another team that has been just kind of existing in the league for a while now. Um, and I would love, a lot of people are saying, like, get rid of them. What have they done? 
uh, or change their name. And I would love for them to have this opportunity to prove themselves. Um, that's the huge thing with this 2014 qualifier is that there's some teams that may have had a harder shot at the playoffs recently or haven't seen them as much in a while that have a chance for an upset. Uh, I do. I do think Vancouver wins this, but I, I, I'm going to cheer for Minnesota. Calgary and Winnipeg. The Flames and the Jets. Uh, Calgary is 36, 27, and 7. Winnipeg is 37, 28, and 6. Um, so I think this is, this is a Winnipeg game. Um, this could really go either way again, but I, I just think Winnipeg shows up. Um, Winnipeg has been a team that's been pretty consistent in the last few years. And as much as I love Calgary, um, yeah, I just, I just think this is Winnipeg's game. Uh, so just so you know, round-robin games will have the same format as regular season games with five minutes of three-on-three -three overtime before going into shootout. Uh, the games in the qualifying series will follow overtime rules with 20-minute periods until one side scores. Um, but once the qualifying round has been completed, the teams will be reseeded and the series will switch to the normal best-of-seven format. So, uh, and then they'll continue to be reseeded going forward. I'm pretty excited for all of this. Um, this is a really cool lineup of games. I feel like there's games I missed because I didn't see. Give me one second. This schedule is missing a team or two. Oh yeah, Flyers and Bruins. That wasn't on my list here. That's the only team that's missing here. Um, and, uh, yeah, Blackhawks and the Oilers, I talked about. Capitals and Lightning. So we're missing a couple of teams here. Um, Flyers and Bruins. Bruins. Bruins are studs this year. I can't say it enough. I hate them. I hate them so much. Patuka Rask is so good. Uh, and their team is just so solid. There's a chance Bruins make it to the, the playoffs this year, or to the, 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 the Stanley Cup this year. Um, back to back. I think they'll set that record. I think the Bruins will make the back to back cup. I don't want them to, but it's a chance. Um, Rangers, Hurricanes. I did read that one. Capitals and Lightning. Capitals and Lightning. Oh, and Bruins have Pasternak back. Huge. Um, Capitals and Lightning. I'm, I'm going to go with the Capitals on this. My allegiances lie with Tampa Bay. Um, I have a Tampa Bay jersey. I love the Lightning. But Ovechkin, man. O Ovechkin deserves another cup. Um, he deserves a whole bunch of them, in my opinion. He's a great player. As dirty as he is, as much as I didn't like him when I was younger because I got compared to him a lot, <laughs> um, Ovechkin deserves it. And, and, again, he's another team. But but uh, this that series can go either way. Um I see the Bruins and the Flyers being like a really rough and tough series, but I think the Bruins will outplay them. Um, I think if there's fights, that's the that's the series you see the fights in. But I think Bruins win that. But Capitals Lightning, I, I really don't know. Uh, I, I'm going to say Capitals on this, but I do could see the Lightning upsetting them. Or not, I don't even know if it would be an upset, um, but winning it. But yeah, overall, so I will give my Stanley Cup pick right now. I do pick Maple Leafs winning it all. I. I I just do. 
Um, that's who I see. That's who I'm rooting for. That's who I choose to win, uh, win this. But that's all I've got for, for this episode. Thank you for joining me on my rambling spree all about hockey. Um, join me again every Tuesday here on the network. That's two minutes for podcasting. Get to the box. talking and what is it for well i'm here to let you know that my name's anthony and i'm the host of the vinyl divers podcast at the bicbp network on vinyl divers i like to break down my favorite albums listen to vinyl and most importantly talk music whether it be a classic rock album one week and then a deep dive into some punk history the next one thing that's certain is we're always going to have a good time so hit subscribe dim the lights and let's get diving.